Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series, where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations, to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers. Brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Kramer, Western Equipment Dealers Association. In this podcast today, the discussion will center on something that just weeks ago seemed unimaginable. Our topic is the coronavirus. While the virus has stopped countless businesses and employees in their tracks, it's also created a number of challenges for equipment dealers. And it's led to a spike in dealer calls to the association offices in Kansas City, Missouri, and in Calgary, Alberta. Even though both offices are closed, the association staff continues to address the most pressing concerns. To give us an update on what the association are doing as we navigate this uncertain time, I'm joined by WIDA CEO John Schmeiser. John, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for having me on this very important topic. Well, first of all, John, uh, bring us up to speed on what the association has been doing to help dealers. This is uncharted territory for us and certainly uncharted territory for equipment dealers as well. But I think we're all doing our best to try and navigate through the, the various scenarios and pitfalls that are all around us. Like our dealer members, we are spending many hours discussing and, and planning you know, for our future and how we deal with the COVID-19 virus. And like you said, the calls coming from dealers have just uh, multiplied like crazy over the past three weeks. We have seen a lot of things change very quickly as well in terms of additional measures that are being taken. And as an association, we are doing our best to advocate on the dealer's behalf to our governments and to our manufacturers. So, you know, Mike, I'll speak to our lobbying efforts first. Very critical for us at the beginning was was ensuring that our dealers had the ability to stay open. And conversations that we had with the Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue in the United States, plus the Federal Minister of Agriculture in Canada. We put in communication to their offices stating that equipment dealerships are an essential part of the supply chain and we should remain open. We complemented that effort by reaching out to every Premier and Secretary of Agriculture, Minister of Agriculture, and Governor of each of the states that's in WIDA's footprint and passed on the same message. So we were very pleased that in every essential services designation that has been announced by a province, a state, or a country to this point, our equipment dealers are deemed an essential service. And that was critical. We're getting close to seeding and planting. It's underway in some areas. Agriculture is certainly part of this. The role that we play in agriculture is certainly part of the supply chain. We had to be there to, to assist our customers and service our customers, and, and fortunately, our governments have recognized that as well. So the bottom line, our doors are remaining open. So we segue then into trade issues, supply chain issues. The Canada-United States border, as well as the U.S.-Mexico border, needed to remain open for trade and commerce because we've got an integrated equipment dealer 
and manufacturer market here where we have many manufacturers um, that source parts from Mexico based in the United States, but, you know, distributing product to dealers in Mexico and Canada, as well as the United States, Canadian-based manufacturers that have dealer networks in the United States and beyond. We needed that border to stay open so our trade and commerce in our industry could continue. It didn't make much sense to designate equipment dealerships as essential and then close the border and impact our ability to get parts and inventory. Fortunately, again, it's been something that's positive for our association and for our members specifically and our manufacturers that the borders are remain open to trade and commerce. That was our first effort is making sure our dealers could stay open that, you know, as close as possible to business as usual. And uh, we're just pleased with the announcements that have come out of both countries on agriculture and our dealerships being part of the essential supply chain. John, was there ever any resistance at all? There wasn't. There wasn't, Mike. And, 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 that, and that's a great question. We received a receptive ear. We had a lot of phone conversations with representatives in a lot of states and provinces. And they also gave us a heads up in advance in a lot of cases that, yes, we were in, our industry was in, and this is when the announcement was going to be made. So we could quickly communicate with our dealers that, yes, doors can remain open, and we appreciate you know that receptive ear we received from all governments. Terrific. Well, John, regarding the conversations that the staff is having with dealers, tell us some of the steps that you're aware of that dealers are taking to protect their customers and employees while serving their customers. Well, let's start with the staff, first of all. You know, completely understandable. Some staff are very concerned very nervous about this virus. And we're encouraging our equipment dealers to have communications with their staff as much as possible. There should be daily meetings about dealing with customers and addressing staff issues. We just can't stress the need for communication with staff as we work ourselves through this. And and what dealers are telling me, Mike, is that they're reassuring their staff that the health and safety is of utmost importance. Dealers are telling me that they're going to continue to comply with state and provincial mandates on orders that are coming out, and these are quarantine orders. I think it's important to state that dealers are telling me that you know they're taking those orders seriously and they're going to comply with them. Dealers are going to have to deal with, if they're not already with these quarantine orders, about how they manage their people. Quarantine orders are up to 14 days, and they are mandatory. So, you know, wherever possible, dealers need to have, you know, conversations with the staff who have traveled to a state that's got a quarantine order or another country that's where a quarantine order has been issued. And they're going to have to examine ways about, you know, can they work from home? So not all positions in the dealership allow employees to work from home. And so dealers have shared me that's provided some challenges with them. So, you know, wherever possible in a situation like that, there are government unemployment insurance programs and government support programs that have been announced that our dealers can take advantage of them. And, you know, the waiting period for some of these support programs has been waived. So it's an area that we can assist a dealer with if they need to put some of their employment on employment support programs. You know, one thing that I heard from a dealer that I thought was a great approach to take when it comes to dealing with, you know, with customers is encouraging the parts people in the dealership to reach out 
to their top 20% of their customers. You know, there's not a lot of walk-in traffic, but let's start reaching out to the customers and talking to them about, you know, what the dealer can do to, to support them as they're preparing or are in the middle of, of planting and seeding. You know, dealers are telling me that they're communicating to customers, letting them know about their online parts ordering system. Dealers are telling me that they're making parts available outside the dealership so the customer doesn't have to come into the showroom or come to the parts counter to pick up their parts. And, you know, dealers are telling me that they're trying to be proactive as possible, encouraging the customers to order and or anticipate what parts that they're going to need down the road three weeks or six weeks from now. Get those orders in now because, again, back to that supply chain, we're not exactly sure if, if there's going to be challenges in the manufacturer supplying parts down the road. So we want to be proactive as possible with our customers, letting know, anticipate what you're going to need and let us know as early as possible. We'll work out the logistics so the parts can be delivered out to you in a safe manner. So it's an interesting time, too, in terms of where we are in, in the cycle. Every dealer is typically busy at this point in time preparing for spring and preparing for assisting the customers as, as they go through planning and seating. So I think another big thing that I've heard, Mike, is there should be a focus on repairing equipment. Uh, we've seen a slowdown in whole goods interest. We've seen customers say that they want to cancel some orders where equipment hasn't been delivered as of yet. Uh, we're working with manufacturers on that to ensure that dealers are not hurt when a customer cancels an order. But we anticipate that there is going to be a higher demand for the service work of equipment. So first of all, we're hearing that dealers are putting proper protocols in place for their service techs to go out and do service calls, making sure that safe distancing practices are followed when the tech is out doing the service call for the customer. Whatever that they can do in the shop, again, Safe distancing practices are being followed. We, you know, like I said, we we anticipate the service department to be busy. We want everybody in the dealership to stay busy. The last thing that anybody wants to see is any layoffs or, you know, a dealership have to close a store or a branch store because of this. So I think there's lots of opportunity for equipment dealers to be proactive and going out and get the business under this new way of doing business while at the same time practicing safe standards and following the quarantine orders that have been put in place. All right. Well, John, obviously the principal concern is with personal health, but we can't ignore that people are not only selling equipment and using it. There are people who are building it and building these machines that are essential to food production at this time have you had any discussions with manufacturers about any issues that dealers are facing as they try to carry on with business? And I ask that because you mentioned that some customers are uh, thinking about taking, you know, machines that are on order and not taking delivery of them. Uh, what else? Uh, any discussions you've had beyond that? Yes, absolutely. And this is kind of how, you know, our advocacy efforts have kind of segued from first it was on uh, essential services and then the border and the supply chain. Then it you know, the, the concerns started to be about what do we do with our employees, their health, their concerns, and, and you know, proper practices for us doing businesses with our customers. Now, a lot of the comments and, and questions that we're getting from our members is coming from uh, dealers about their relationship with the manufacturer. So, yeah, 
some manufacturers are doing this very well. They're being very proactive. They have come out with announcements to dealers about what support measures that they are going to do. Unfortunately, Mike, some are not as quick to respond, and we're still getting lots of inquiries from dealers about what are our manufacturers going to do? Have the, has this been communicated? And the answer is yes. We, we've reached out to every manufacturer with concerns that we've heard from equipment dealers about what the manufacturer response is going to be to assist dealers during this. So in addition to some manufacturers being very open to canceling orders where delivery hasn't been taken yet, you know, we've got the message across that we anticipate whole goods sales are going to be down, like I said earlier, but that means parts and services should increase. So is there any incentives that manufacturers are providing to dealers to increase their parts supply right now, their parts inventory? This can be a huge cash outlay for equipment dealers by adding more parts. Well, the manufacturer going to provide any, any incentives on that. But what about terms for planning? There's a concern with captive finance companies that interest rates may increase because the cost of funds is considerably higher than, let's say, um, a bank that's providing financing. Is there going to be any interest relief? Is there going to be any curtailments relief? Are the questions that dealers are asking? And again, to some credit, some manufacturers have stepped up with this and have made announcements to their dealers about interest and curtailment relief. So we have provided information on other lending sources. We have worked with our partners in both Canada and the United States in this particular area. There are payments that are due to manufacturers for inventory, monthly payments that are huge payments. Dealers are asking if those can be deferred or you know, cut back a little bit because the bottom line is cash flow. Everybody is managing their cash right now to the best of their ability an uncertain time. We do need sufficient cash flow to keep our employees on board, to keep our operations going, to serve our customers right now. And it's not an, an unreasonable request for our dealers to reach to our manufacturers, our partners in this business to see what support that they're going to provide while we deal with the COVID-19 situation. You know, John, it's amazing that this industry very quickly is redefining itself. But I'll tell you, if there's any industry that can, it's the farm equipment industry. It's agriculture. It's not only important, they're quick, they're they're nimble, and they can adjust very quickly. So thanks for all of that. Uh, Do you have a closing thought before we go? Well, we know our dealers are all business people. They care about their community. They care about their customers. They certainly care about their employees. I believe that we can navigate through this. We encourage our equipment dealers to continue to communicate with their employees and with their customers, as well as to reach out to their association if they need us on anything, whether it's best practices, government affairs, lobbying activities, or conversations with the manufacturers. Well, as a reminder, uh, this podcast is available, like many others, on the association's website, westerneda.com. You will find this podcast and others under We to Connect, that's on the news tab. For John Schmeiser, CEO of the Western Equipment Dealers Association, I'm Mike Kramer. Stay well, everyone. This has been We to Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.